What is up, everybody? This is the Wild Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Heskett, and this is episode 79. Today's guest is Alex Allen. She is an online coach, just like myself, and she's been coaching for about 10 years. She's going to talk a lot today about becoming the best version of yourself and learning to love yourself, along with her own journeys and struggles. So a lot of how she coaches is through storytelling of her own journey so she has battled through um once she became a firefighter before being coach which is cool as fuck but she's also um deals with pcos and a few other things that we talk about on today's podcast so expect a lot of stuff related to mindset and overcoming challenges today and without further ado here's alex perfect what's up alex hello how are you doing chris I'm good. I'm a little tired because I was up from like, I don't know, two to four with my daughter last night, but uh, um, I'll let you do most of the talking. So if I stumble <laughs> for words, it's because I'm in a little bit of a brain fog today. I'm not a hundred percent, but welcome. <laughs> I'm super happy to have you on the podcast. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into like lifting and becoming a coach and running your business. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know it's a little delayed. And, (laughs) and so I got into coaching, online coaching, technically 2021, like early 2021. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I've been a personal trainer for almost 10 years, which is absolutely wild to say. I've been a personal trainer and like group fitness coach for almost 10 years. And so basically, obviously panoramic happens, life shuts down. So you're kind of like, what do I do? And that's where I kind of like transitioned, um, and you asked what I do. That's what I do, pretty much. Um, <laughs> yes, that's, that's what you. I do. always get distracted. And I'm like, what was what was the main question? So I don't ramble. Uh, <laughs> I can you, ramble. You, you are more than welcome to ramble here. <laughs> um, I'll I try to do le- less talking and let you uh, do more. But um, what like what got you into like lifting in general? Like, did you do mm-hmm. sports or early on, or was this something like in your 20s magically? You're like, nope, I'm lifting now. The funny thing is I failed PE in high school. Uh, so I actually was not very, and I, I kind of played sports. Like I did cheerleading and I did lacrosse, but I wasn't, I was naturally good, which made me almost lazy and mm-hmm. not push myself to be great. And so when I got into college, I did what everyone does and gained the freshman 15, which in my case was like the freshman 40. Oh. And yes, And I actually ended up, uh, my boyfriend at the time actually passed away from a drug overdose. And so that led me to a very like big life realization of what am I doing with my life? I did not do drugs, um, but it was like this whole other thing. I've never done any drugs, just like put that out there. But, um, (laughs) But then I was like, what am I doing? And it got me to just join like a boot camp class pretty much mm-hmm. and be like, okay, like let's try this. I think this is like something that people do. And I was also obviously in college, so I had no money. And so I was like, like, let me get like a group on. I think that was like, that was cool then. I'm yeah, old. Back then, uh, yes. <laughs> back in the day. Um, that was 2013, for anyone who's wondering. Um, or like actually 2012, I think. And then pretty much um I would just started like doing group classes and like running. And that's what got me into like being active. The group class got me into like lifting where they like did some dumbbells and stuff. And the instructors were like bodybuilders, bikini competitors. And I was like, what is that? And so I was like, so mesmerized by it. And I ended up joining a 24 hour fitness that was like near me. And 
once I joined, they were like, Oh, like you get a free complimentary personal training session. I was like, Oh, first of all, I'm a child. Like I can't, well, I'm in college, so I can't afford this. So don't try and sell me for one, two, I'm trying to become a personal trainer just cause I'm like interested in it. So I was just trying to get my NASM and I was like, I don't really, I'm just going to learn from this. And they ended up calling me actually. And they were like, Oh, you're trying to get your personal training cert. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we'd love to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, nice. okay. And I go in for a conversation and I like was very blunt and honest. I was like, I, I don't know much. I'm still in school. I don't know what I'm going to do. And they were like, Hey, we'll teach you. And so I actually ended up shadowing the fitness manager for about three months. And he kind of, what the, the interesting thing about that is I learned more from that than I did mm-hmm. from like my NASM cert yes. <laughs> because like he actually had like his bachelor's in science and kinesiology and like had a great like, years of experience. And so I learned a lot from him. I ended up passing my NASM cert and I became a personal trainer and I got to like work with new clients. They would help me with everything, like understand programming. And that's kind of weirdly enough. Like, it sounds like I skipped a step, but I didn't, it, it was literally like, I kind of got thrown into this and I started like learning as I went. And what got me into actually lifting heavy was the gym that I went to, a lot of firefighters went to, and a lot of like people who were going to school to become firefighters. And I was like, that's what you do. Like you go to school to become a firefighter. That's so interesting. And they were like, yeah. So I was like, oh, let me try it. So I actually, so I went to school, I got certified as a firefighter and obviously like it's a very physically demanding job. And so like, while I'm going through the school, I'm like, wow, I need to get significantly stronger. So I started training very differently. I got into like powerlifting, but also like some functional aspects. And that's basically what got me into like lifting, like truly lifting. Nice. So yeah. firefighter is there. There's a lot there. Lot there. The, <laughs> the firefighter, I saw that you put that on your bio. I'm like, that's very interesting. I did not expect that at all, but most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. What ha- did you do a lot with that? Like, did you actually work as a firefighter after school? I was or? a cadet with a company or with not a company with uh, San Mateo County. And so that was in Northern California. And it was an interesting experience. Uh, I was compared a lot to a former female firefighter who like worked for their department, actually, because we're very similar in the fact that like when I was going through school, I was so competitive and I would do whatever had to be done to like be the top of my class, um, which is spent ended up being like spending a lot of hours outside of the school, like working. And when I started working, I was, it was the same thing. Like I was so driven and I was just very competitive. Like I know that I work really hard and I'm, I'm not afraid to say that, but I was compared to her a lot. And unfortunately she ended up dating a fellow firefighter kind of got like a bad reputation from that. And it was clear that that kind of bad taste in their mouth from her experience was kind of being put onto me. Mm. And I didn't really like that. And then there was some incidents with a battalion chief there who was basically just trying to be like a, that's a nice way of, I don't know. He was, he made inappropriate like comments and stuff. And when I did come forward, cause I, again, I'm not really afraid to say anything. That's always how I've been when I came forward and I was like, Hey, like, that's not okay. I was basically like, let go from the program. And the, the kind of crappy part is when I left, I actually talked to central, which is like a different, it's really close. It's like next door pretty much to where San Mateo County was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to central and the chief, oh God, I feel awful. Cause I can't remember his name for the life of me. 
but he was basically our, one of the chiefs that like worked with us in the fire Academy. And he was like one of my favorites. He's a very no BS kind of guy. And he was their training chief at that time. And he, I like went to visit and say hi. And I was just like, Hey guys, like, how's it going? And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually going to like, kind of like leave this field. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. And he was like, come work for us. And I was like, no, the bad taste is there. I'm so sorry. And it, it really was like that bad of a taste in my mouth where I was just like, I think there's another way that I can help people. And I just don't know it yet. And so that's kind of the interesting thing of what kind of led me to where I am now, I guess, which is like, I've always wanted to help people. I just never knew how I was going to do that. And firefighting was a great way to teach me discipline, like Mm -hmm. a physical discipline that I never truly had, because again, I didn't have that discipline in sports. So I was, but I was so passionate about like wanting to be the best and actually wanting to pass these classes and be able to help these people. So I like showed up to the best of my ability and it, it taught me true physical discipline. And I already had a lot of discipline when it came to like education and trying to like learn and everything. So it taught me a lot. Um, but that's kind of the the long ass story again of, no, I didn't really like work in that field much. Um, it was very, very short lived when I did. And it was, I don't think it's a bad job by any means. A lot of the people that I used to work with, I still call my brothers. Like they're like some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And I don't think firefighters are all evil. Um, it was just a bad experience for me. And Another interesting thing that I was faced with a lot, even in the academy was basically being told a lot that like, don't be myself because I'm a very friendly, outgoing person who's very spunky. Mm -hmm. And some people can view that like the female chiefs and captains would actually come to me and they would be like, Hey, like you can't be too friendly with the guys. Cause then like the the women are going to feel like intimidated, like their girlfriends, their wives. And I was like, I have a boyfriend. (laughs) I'm like, I don't like any of these people. I'm not going to date any of them. (laughs) And I was like, I don't want to talk to any of them. And they were like, no, but that doesn't matter. So it was kind of like, don't be yourself. And that was kind of another big factor that was like weird for me where I was like, oh, well, I want to be able to be myself and help people. Yeah. So it's interesting. Wasn't for me. No, <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting. You put, so one of uh, my clients, she has the podcast Sparky Life and she's changed. She's an electrician now, but oh, wow. uh, her podcast is all about um, bringing pe- women in the trades on and teaching about that but one of the big things is the 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 bias or Mm -hmm. uh, i'm blanking on the words but you know women are intimidating going to those fields because Mm -hmm. just takes one or two men to like ruin it for them kind of like you had there so they talk a lot about that and like overcoming that and how to like not have um that kind of stuff go on Mm -hmm. in the trades and ways to change it because like she Mm -hmm. brought up like bathrooms like it's they don't even have porta potties in some sizes it's just like go out back and she's like that's not cool for me like yeah that needs to change so it's also like bringing awareness like i didn't know mm-hmm. about a bunch of things like this mm-hmm. and who would know that like outside of like i'm not a firefighter i wouldn't know that goes on mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like it's kind of funny watching um like chicago fire the tv show because like everyone's hooking up with everyone and i'm like you know you're not like supposed to do that. And I'm like, it's only like, I mean, like, it's not like you can't, it can't, I guess, but like, it gives almost like a bad perspective of it because then that's what people think happens. And I'm like, this is where like perspective always, but I always think that it's, it's really fascinating when men and women can't be friends. And like, mm-hmm. people don't know how to be friends with the opposite sex. And I'm like, something along the way of your life has taught you that 
it is not okay to be friends with someone of the opposite sex when it should be. It teaches you a higher level of respect and understanding for your partner and for the opposite sex. So it's kind of like, I think that's extremely important to note because that was one of the problems with a lot of the people who were older in the the areas that I worked or the areas even that I like would visit where because of their thought process, it was like always hypersexualizing women. And I'm like, Hey, how about we don't do that? And I'm like, that's a really great way to like, not have women work for you. Yeah. Cause even in my fire Academy, there was one other woman. That was it. So it's like, I wish there was more women. Um, but it sucks because like, maybe they have a similar experience that I do. And like, again, it just ended up not being for me. So I didn't stick with it. But it's like, I think other people can. And I appreciate that a lot of women still like when I do mention it randomly, people are like, wow, I didn't know that. And then people will reach out with like questions. So I always try to make sure that I'm encouraging because I don't want people not to do it. For me, again, it just wasn't for me. Right. It wasn't the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that was why I got into coaching. Like I I wanted to be and help people and be in like the sciences. And I love working out and health. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be in the medical field. Yes. I married someone in the medical field. Um, <laughs> I personally, I'm like, the last thing I want to do is be in a hospital. Like that sounds like hell to me. Yeah. That, hence like went to school, got a degree in exercise science. And then it's like strength conditioning cert. And now I'm a coach. Okay. That was not the route I was expecting, but here I am. And I get to help people, which mm-hmm. the dev- just kind of like meanders, like go in the right direction. Just not the direction you thought. Yeah. It's good to be malleable. Yes. And flexible in life, because if you, if you don't like change, it's going to be really hard for you to go through life. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I've worked with a few clients like that. Like, I don't like change. Like, oh, well, that's too bad. That's going to happen. Yeah. We have to teach them that change is okay. Yes. And like, we have to have them do things that show them that change is okay. Ch- change is scary. So the scariest part with change is always like the unknown, like mm-hmm. the not knowing the future. And that's for a lot of people, that's where like anxiety hides out in the unknown of the future. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. So I don't like that. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we just like look at the present and then make mm-hmm. a plan and then the future is less scary. Yeah. Pretty much. The- you don't have to go with the plan. You're still not going to know how it's going to turn out, but no, roll, but roll, at roll, least flow. you have a plan. To yeah. kind of like guide you through it instead of like going through it with blinders on. Like, I hope it turns out <laughs> for the best and maybe it does. Like, maybe who knows? it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a flip of a coin there. <laughs> so you were an in-person trainer, pandemic happened, switched mm-hmm. to like online coaching. Mm-hmm. How's that going for you? It's great. Awesome. Um, yeah. I have my team, LWA coaching, stands for lives with Alex, but like I'm not the only coach. So that's why I try and be like, LWA coaching. We may have a rebrand coming. We haven't decided yet, but (laughs) that's on its way. Um, But it's going really well. We, I'm very grateful for the community that we've already built in general, like clients or not, um, because we're, we stand very firm on the fact that we want to be able to educate people. And so we do our best to provide a lot of free resources. Um, and then we also obviously make sure that our coaching is extremely high level. So we're always looking to try to elevate it or enhance the client experience to make sure that they can reach their goals and again, have like a fun time doing it. Cause I think fitness doesn't have to suck. (laughs) Let's dive into that because a lot of people, think so this is my 
my thoughts on is a lot of people think like diet and exercise needs to be, did you ever watch the movie national treasure? Of course I did. Yeah. So, you know, you know, in the first one, the monk that's like, he's like whipping himself. I feel like that's what people think diet and exercise needs to be like the just sadistic. I feel like now I need to like rewatch you, this. Cause I'm like, there's the only a, thing that I remember from national treasure is the quote. Oh no, no, like, no, not national treasure. Um, okay, great. <laughs> oh crap. It came out around the same time. It's not national treasure. Um, I think it's the one with Tom Hanks. It's like the, with the Declaration of Independence. No, that's National Treasure. I was like, that's not. I am. Treasure. I'm totally blanking on this right now. Thanks, sleep deprivation. <laughs> and I, I'm usually a big movie buff, so I would help you, but I don't even know. What I am about totally blanking it, and I'm gonna like Joe Rogan this, like the Jamie thing, and like try to look it up, but. I feel like people need to be very like sadistic or masochistic with their routine, like as hard mm-hmm. as possible, as miserable possible. And then they hate it and burn themselves out. So like, mm-hmm. what does fun look like? So I think it's almost like two parts because one, I think the fun is going to be a little bit different than also being able to be consistent or like not having to hate yourself while you're doing this. And that's, I've actually had, I think five conversations this week with current clients who either work with me or like other coaches who have said, like, I never knew that I could feel this good and it could be this easy. And that to me is the definition of sustainability because again, people think that it has to be this, this terrible thing where your whole life is uprooted. And I'm like, well, it really doesn't. And you don't have to have your life revolve around the gym as funny as those like videos and things are when people say that, but it it doesn't have to be like that. And for it to be fun is like, do something you legitimately enjoy, (laughs) which like people find such a wild concept, but I'm like, if you don't love lifting, guess what? You don't have to do it. Is it maybe better for your goals? Yeah, it'll probably get you there a little Mm -hmm. bit faster. Or maybe let's compromise. Let's do it like twice a week. And then like other days, you do something else you enjoy. And it's like, it's this wild concept where people are like, oh my God, I don't have to go to the gym five days a week. Wow. I'm like, crazy. yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what a concept. Or when we tell our clients like, hey, yeah, maybe like this week, 10,000 steps is super unrealistic. Just aim to go for a 10 minute walk every day. And like so many clients, especially when they start with us, because like the unfortunate thing for us is a lot of the clients that we get have usually already worked with somebody else and had a very bad experience. Mm -hmm. And I wish we get them when they're like new to it or not necessarily fully new to lifting, but like new to the coaching experience. And they're like, oh my, they're blown away by it. Instead of coming in being almost like traumatized by their previous coaches. I have people who say that like their coach just ghosted them and like, And I'm like, first of all, what the heck is wrong with that person? And I'm like, you are supposed to be working with these people and bettering their health. And you're literally just like not talking to them. What? Um, And then also it's like, they have coaches who tell them like, oh, well, you're just not trying hard enough. Or you like, you just need to figure it out. And it's like, how is that even helpful? The the coach is supposed to help you figure that out. I had a conversation with someone where she had a coach that yelled at her because she had roasted almonds instead of raw almonds not like honey roasted just regular sea salt roasted almonds i'm like yelling you, in general is never fire her on coach? the spot because yes. <laughs> why 
Yeah. No, yelling as in general as a coach is like super inappropriate and should never happen. That's the thing that shouldn't happen in most communication. So yeah. there's that. And yes, I hope that coach was fired on the spot. She wasn't, unfortunately, but uh, she never went back. She like good. ran through she the learned. contract and never went back to that person. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's not okay. So that's kind of how I view it. I was like, fitness should be fun. Health should be fun. Like, that's the other thing too. People think that like meal prep has to suck. And I'm like, well, why don't you just like do it with your friends or like turn on a podcast or turn on some music, like make it like a date night, like do make it like a fun experience. It doesn't always have to be this miserable thing. And also like meal prepping doesn't have to mean that you're just eating chicken and broccoli with no seasoning. I'm like, I literally just sent like 20 recipes to one of my clients. who was like, Hey, I'm kind of getting bored of stuff. And I was like, Hey, like, what about these? And it's like, there's like shakshuka. There's like different pasta recipes. There's like tons of different options. And I'm like, Hey, like, do any of these sound good? She's like, I can eat all this. And I'm like, yes, of course you can. I'm like, of course you can. Yeah. Don't make meal prep suck. Yeah. We do like a lot of times our meal prep, it's whatever Sunday night dinner is, we just make a massive dinner. And then we do like some sort of like crock pot, slow cooker type meal on Wednesday. And that's the remaining meal prep. It's not like a decade meal meal prep day. Yeah. it Make it work. That works for our schedule. So we do that. And it's not at extra time because I used to do the thing where it's like on the Sunday you would go grocery shopping, then you yeah. come home. It's like this whole and ordeal. You, yeah, and then you lay out all your Tupperware, and it's like great. After cleaning up all of this, it's six p.m. It's time to start dinner, and then it's going to be time to go to bed and go to work. There went my entire Sunday. Yeah, the little like secret that people don't know: meal prep is just a fancy word for leftovers. It really is. <laughs> It really is. I'm gonna yeah. steal that one. That's just leftovers. <laughs> it's, guys. it's literally what it is. Yeah. You're 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 intentionally making leftovers. That that'll be a conversation. People, are, I'm like, what did you make for dinner? They're like, well, we made chicken and rice. And okay, why don't you just make up like the whole packet of chicken? What? Yeah. Like the whole family? There's your meal prep. And the, it like blows their mind. They're like, I never thought of making more than one serving. A lot of the stuff is like, it's staring you right in the face, but we just don't think about it. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like a lot of us aren't, that's, it's not what we're taught to think about. It's not what we've ever like considered in our lives. Like we're like, oh, like we make our food and we eat our dinner and then that's it. So it's like a lot of these thoughts are like, it it seems so obvious when we say it, but it's completely understandable why it's not in the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, Speaking of which, found the movie was the Da Vinci Code. Okay. I haven't seen that. All I know is there's like a fish or something in a newspaper oh wait i think i've read like a spoof book on it <laughs> like that I, sounds like a spoof book I was, okay yeah no i haven't seen it okay so you would not get that analogy but <laughs> no. there is like a monk in there and he like like it like to punish himself for his sins like whips himself and in one scene it's like well, well that's what people no. think of fitness but i agree so I've, I use a lot of like unconventional fitness tools when I was in-person training, like steel Mm -hmm. maces, steel clubs. And I, we would get people where I worked, people who just didn't like lifting, didn't like the gym, but then I put it like, give like a a 45 year old woman, a steel mace. And all of a sudden they feel like Xena, the warrior princess. And they look forward to coming to the gym and it'll only be one small part of their workout. Mm-hmm. But it makes it so much fun that they look forward to coming to the gym every day and like getting their hands on that tool. It's like, great. We'll get a lot of like your squats and your bench and 
push-ups and rows and all that stuff in. And then for the last 15 minutes, have fun with this. And they're yeah. like, yes, they get through it. They push themselves. They're making, then they get to that. And then they're like, what's next? Well, you have to get stronger to go up and wait. So then they're pushing themselves with the stuff yeah. they don't like. <laughs> and it, it was like one of those things I'm like, man, like these tools, like they're not the secret, but mm-hmm. for a lot of people it's, it is their secret because it makes it fun. Yeah. hundred percent. I've had another client where she hated lifting, but she was smaller. She was like 125, but was competitive in jujitsu. So trying to like get her to strength up and everything strength up. So is you have to lift, Mm -hmm. but instead of four days a week, it'd be like, well, with jujitsu and everything, we're going to do two days a week, total body. And then she saw like, okay, now I'm doing better in jujitsu. So now Mm -hmm. I'm more motivated, even though she hated it, it motivated her because her jujitsu game was going up and she was doing better competitions. That's awesome. Make it fun. That's all it takes. It is. It doesn't need to be treadmill workouts and weights unless that's what you like. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's tough because like my background's bodybuilding and powerlifting. So I'm like, that is what I like. I like mm-hmm. going in the gym and lifting. So sometimes people are like, I don't like that. And you have to get a little creative. I'm like, okay, what, what things do you like? Do you like um, going for a hike? Awesome. Maybe that's your cardio. Like we'll throw like a heart rate monitor on you and you're going to go for a hike and maybe throw some weights in your backpack. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. It's not. And then also we have to like, I feel like we have to constantly remind people too. like, just cause I do it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. I did a whole post on um, macros yesterday. Like I was like, macro tracking isn't inherently. Um, oh gosh. It's not inherently. I, oh, my God. oh, I think I saw it. It was like leads to eating disorders. Yeah. Like it's not inherently eating. disordered eating. Yeah. I was like, why is my brain now? My brain's doing that. And I was like, it's that afternoon slump. Um, but yeah, it's like in macro tracking isn't inherently disordered. And they like right away I had someone comment and they were just like, unless you are planning on stepping on stage or doing something like that, you should never track macros. And I was like, you clearly did not watch the whole video. <laughs> Because I go yeah. on to say, this isn't suggesting that everyone should track macros. It's not suggesting that no one should track macros. It's saying that it's a very unique thing. That's it's a tool that can be abused just like anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to recognize that like so many people are so quick with their opinions that they it's the like they have the blinders on too. Like yeah. there it's um confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. They're like, I want to see the thing that I want to see, and then that's it. And I'm like, well you know, we should live, we should learn to live in more of a gray area. And that's where a lot of people really struggle is being okay with the gray. Um, and that's like everywhere in the fitness world. It's like, people think again, every day I have to go to the gym. I can't eat carbs. I can't do this. And I'm like, once you start saying like ultimatums or like, this is like, again, like the all or nothing mindset, that's setting you up for failure. It's putting you in a position where you now are, assuming that if you do do those things you said you can't do or shouldn't do you are now a bad person or you're now a failure and then that leads you down that spiral or that yo-yo where you're just like hating life and hating yourself which just isn't fair right and then so, that affects your identity i know that jared yeah. hamilton goes over this a ton but i had a client where she would just call herself lazy and i told her i'm like you're not allowed to say that word ever again. Like you're not allowed mm-hmm. to even think it. Like you can't say like, I'm a lazy person because then she would go and like- She identifies um, that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, lazy people don't work out. So I, I identify as lazy. So mm-hmm. I don't work out because lazy people don't work out. It's like, maybe we should change that. You're not allowed to say that word ever again. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, I didn't realize like I was self-sabotaging myself. All yeah. the time. All the time. 
and we That's don't why I love journaling. Yes. I love journaling because you get tired of your own shit. If you no, but seriously, if you regularly it, it's journal, true. if you regularly journal and you tell yourself like, oh, I'm tired of doing this, or I'm always doing this, or I need to do this enough days in a row of you being like basically complaining to yourself about the things that you're not doing, you get tired of your own shit. And you're like, I need to make a change. That's, <laughs> That's a new way to reframe journaling. <laughs> I yeah, like that a lot. It's funny because people are like, oh, I get tired of journaling. And I'm like, you get tired of journaling because you're tired of hearing your own shit. You're like, I say the same thing every day. Great. Why are you saying the same thing every day? Get curious about it. Yeah. And I'm like, it was my friend actually said this the other, like this past week, actually. And it's, it's been ingrained in my brain ever since then. Cause I just think it's funny, but she was like, I would never want to be on your bad side. And I was like, but I'm never like mean. And she's like, that's the scary thing. You're never mean. You're just honest. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's not my job to like, tell somebody like, like call up with someone names or something, but like, if you're going to keep complaining about something, I'm going to ask you about it and be like, well, why do you keep complaining? And I just sit there and I just listen. Cause I'm curious. Cause I care about you, but it's scary. People don't like to hear the truth and you don't no. want to hear it from yourself, especially. <laughs> you don't want to hear from someone else. And as coaches, we know that when we're getting on like calls with people and they're like, they're just kind of trying to get like a confirmation bias of, you yeah. know, like, oh no, we can change all this. What do you mean? No, yeah. like, I, I am supposed to be stuck the way I am. Like, <laughs> no, it's funny. My big client call, client call I was on right before this, she was like, oh, I just feel like I don't have like that many like wins. And I was like, okay, great. What do you think the, and we had literally just gone down a list of things that she had just done like incredibly well. And, but then like, she, it's not like where I'm saying like, oh, this is a win or this is a win. I'm just like letting her like share the things she's done really well. And I'm like listening and I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I'm super proud of you. And I'm like, you should be proud of you. And then she goes on to be like, oh, but I just don't feel like I have any like wins. Like, I feel like I'm still like struggling so much. And I was like, okay, totally understandable. So what wins or changes in your life do you think you have made that have made a positive impact? And then she slowly starts like list them all. And I was like, oh, interesting. Do you feel like you have some wins now? And she's like, oh, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, I am. But I'm not going to tell you that you're winning. I'm not going to tell you all these things. Cause like, I can't tell you the great things you're doing for you to believe it. You have to see it and you have to believe it. Yep. So what's up? Pe- people like to focus on the negativity rather than like, you, you've done amazing. It's not good enough. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Like, maybe we should take a moment and live in the present rather than like always looking at the future of like, I could be better. No. We live in a society that's trained us to do that. Yes. So like, and I think that's the important thing to like, remember because we see it all the time. And I see it a lot where coaches get annoyed. You obviously very clearly weren't, but I'm saying like other coaches will get like annoyed because they're like, oh, they're so negative. Like this person's so negative. And I'm like, we grew up in a society to be trained to be negative. Like we hear the news, which is always something bad happening in the world. Even on social media, the stuff that gets like clicks or whatever is always drama. I literally right before this, someone sent me a post and they're like, oh, what do you think of the comments? And I was like, what? And I like, go look at the comments. Cause a lot of times comments in, on posts are fucking hilarious. They're so I was like, so oh, funny what is days. it? Then I go look and it's like all this like drama stuff. And I was like, I don't care about this. And they were like, oh, why not? And I'm like, because I, the more you're filling your mind with these things, the more you're ingraining that that's the stuff I want to talk about. And again, it's the same thing with negativity. And you have to take time to train yourself to not be negative or to not hyper fixate on the negative things. That client I was just talking about, literally her next goal for this next week is every single day, celebrate a win. And that's it's like, awesome. and, but that's what it takes. It's this, you need reps, just like training. 
you need reps. Like how often do you actually stop and be like, I'm a fucking incredible human being. Cause people hear that and they're like, oh, she's conceited. She thinks so highly of herself and people are quick to be negative about it. But like, I'm, I just think I'm fucking incredible. I think I'm a great person. I work really hard to be a good person. I deserve to be excited about that. So it's like, but then how often do you, do you do that? I'll ask people, when was the last time that you actually said something nice about yourself? I'm asking the question. Question audience for me, for for me, it's maybe once a week. I say that to myself. Why not more? That's an excellent question. Probably because I am so like scatterbrained right now. That's um, fair. With everything going on with my daughters. But I do try to like um do gratitude journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm off and on with it, but I do try to do that. And that helps me with being more positive rather than focusing on the negative. But yeah. I also do like just like refuse to go on to like certain apps or certain places mm-hmm. or just like unfollow certain things that just bring negativity into my life. Like I don't watch the news. I literally did a post about this this week of like, want to remove stress from your life, like a, a ton of it, just never watch the news again. You can get all the headlines five minutes out of your day on an app. If you need to read anything, great, but you'll remove all this negativity. I do not read. I have a Twitter. I don't really use it and I refuse to go that on it anymore because yeah, I would get sucked in. I'm like, I just spend like 30 minutes reading all these comments. And they're just negative and I don't feel good. Like, I just yeah. feel like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't learn anything. Yeah. Um, and same thing with like my other social media profiles. I'm like, if this is just bringing negativity in, remove, unfollow, yeah. see less of so that I'm just getting what is actually like going to be beneficial to me, my business and my clients yeah. and my family versus yeah. like, why, why would I follow this person? Yeah. I'm like, why does this person have a following? It's just negativity left and right. Good. It's got in really glad that you recognize that because it's it's that's one of the hardest things. A lot of people are feel like they're being a bad person or they're doing something wrong. It's like, no, you're just setting boundaries and it's okay. Yeah. And a lot of toxic things like to get a lot of traction. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of comment sections you'll go in and they're just toxic. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Yeah, I I just shouldn't be here. I'm just gonna ignore this. And go on with my day because this is terrible. Like I, yeah. people are, like you said earlier, very quick to just like first 15 seconds, just dump a mean comment on there without like any, like don't, they don't know you. They've never seen any other content from you. They're just going to yeah. leave a quick comment like that thing with you said with macros, like, well, what's the solution then? They never give a solution. They're just like, yeah. boom, no, Solve this absolutely like. What's the solution? And then mm-hmm. it might be something like fasting, but fasting is also terrible for some people with disordered eating patterns. We have these yeah. like three day, five day water fast. Oh, I think God. someone like my mm-hmm. wife who has a history of disordered eating would do good on that. No. Yeah. And back to like macros, I tell my clients when they're getting a little frustrated with it, that everyone, like when they come in, they want to learn more about nutrition. And I say, mm-hmm. What's the best way to learn about the food that you eat on a daily basis? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, tracking macros. Yeah, you're going to actually learn about nutrition, calories, protein, carbs, fat. And if we go with chronometer, you can then learn about your micros as well. Your mm-hmm. What is high in vitamin C? What's high in magnesium? Things like that. Why would we just like, why would I give you like a random textbook and you never eat beets, but here's the breakdown for beets. My wife hates beets, which 
which is why I brought it up. Like, <laughs> you're, you, it's that's useless information versus like you love say kale and you eat a kale salad multiple times a week. Maybe you should know the nutrition for that. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, you know, it's just, it's a nutrition education along with like helping you reach your goals. Knowledge is power. It is. Yeah. I um, love that. So the other thing with you that I find interesting and we talked a little bit off camera is that you have oh. PCOS and something sure do. my wife has, we have clients who have it and quite a few people in our community have PCOS. So what's <laughs> some advice that you can tell the audience or even my wife to help them reach their weight loss or health goals? Um, so there's a couple of things. One of the biggest ones being find a great doctor. So find a doctor who's actually going to listen to you and have like real conversations with you. I say that on purpose because doctors get such a bad reputation, unfortunately, because there are a lot of like bad experiences that people have with them, but having a really, really great doctor who's like actually advocating to get like real lab work done, who like wants to have real conversations with you and like understand your symptoms can be very helpful. Um, and like, I never pretend like I know more than a doctor. I always make sure that like people understand that like, Hey, I am very well educated in this space. Again, I don't know more than a doctor. And so I want to work with you and your doctor. So in that way, we have a deeper understanding of things. Um, so that's honestly one of the, one of the big things that I'll like say, cause I'm like, Hey, like, I still think it's important. Um, from there also understanding that progress is going to be slower than you want it to be. Um, you, we definitely talked about that because it's one of those things where because of the way that PCOS presents itself, trying to rush the process will leave you more frustrated and more, it, it can even potentially push you further back. So it can actually exacerbate your symptoms even more. Um, like as I was sharing as well, basically like when I was first diagnosed, I got post pill PCOS. So I came off of hormonal birth control and that's when like my PCOS like really flared up. I actually like got it confirmed, which I think is another important thing to say, because a lot of times people are like, I think I have PCOS. And then I'm like, have you ever gotten like labs done? Have you ever like actually tracked your cycle? Are you, have you ever seen if you actually have any cysts in your ovaries? Like, have you ever done these things? And then people are like, well, no, my doctor just said I have it. And I'm like, well, why? And it's, it's not to belittle them and not to sound like I don't believe them. It's so they can get more information because that's, again, knowledge is power. Yes. If you've never gotten your labs done, like, great, let's do it. If you aren't aware of your cycle, like track it. And it's like, that's also one of the biggest things that we talk about, with, like pretty much all of our clients is like, we educate them on tracking their cycles. We work with them to like figure out like where they're at in their cycle initially. So then that way we can then actually get real data on like, what do your symptoms actually look like? What is like a normal period for you actually look like? Um, because a lot of people with PCOS, like even now I've been like, quote, like fine for mm-hmm. like probably six months now. So okay. it took me about a year to get into like a good place after coming off from our birth control. But in the past six months, my period is typically like 31 to 34 days. It was okay. like 34 days on the dot for a while. Now it's 31 days, which to a lot of people is long. And I'm like, cause average is 28. And I'm like, yeah, but it's normal for me. And that's, what's like so hard for so many people to understand is like your normal is going to look so different than somebody else's. And that's okay. I know I gave a lot more things, but I have like one more thing that I want to say that I'll like add to like what people need to know. You do not have to have shitty PMS symptoms. 
you shouldn't have shitty PMS symptoms. And if you do with your PCOS, which is very common, it can get better. You do have to be willing to do the work, which sometimes means doing less. And like, that's again, very hard for a lot of people to understand because it's like, they want to do more. They're like, I want to lose weight. So I need to go to the gym more. I want to eat less. And I'm like, it's worse for you. If you're eating less, like you're probably actually more inflamed. Like I know for a fact for me, even now, like if I go too long without eating, like I'm not pretty regular with like two to three hours or like maybe four on the high end, I start to get like a very round face and I start to get really inflamed pretty quickly. And like, yeah, I'm just, my, my blood sugar is just like, I, I think <laughs> it's like, I'm very sensitive. So that's a big joke too, is I'm just a very sensitive being, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but I would say those are the, the main things to very quickly condense them down. It's like, get a great doctor who actually cares. And it's okay to get second, third, fourth opinions. If you need them, get educated about what labs you should get done and get them done. Um, track your cycles. So you're actually aware of your symptoms. Be okay with it taking longer than you want it to. Yes, it is a much slower process. If, uh, as coaches, like the standard, like thing you say is like, you can lose 0. 0.5 to two pounds. No, per week. God. Yeah. You're, Not you're, with PCOS. <laughs> you're on the 0. 0.5. Like that, yeah. that's going to be the norm. Not the range there. It's like the 0. 0.5, like live, you're going to be you with that or slower. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, sometimes you can't Yeah, and that's okay. Like, again, like my experience was I had to spend about four months eating, like, I mean, I spent roughly like three weeks eating this way. And then it was a total of four months, like still being very cautious, but it was like three weeks of, I got to go to the gym, got to go to the gym. I was very excited to get to go. Um, Like three days a week, my RPE or like my intensity in the gym was like a five out of 10. And I had to eat Mediterranean diet pretty much. Um, and that was like it, no alcohol, no, ca- I don't drink. I haven't drank in six years. So that was pretty relevant. No caffeine. I love me some coffee. <laughs> so it was like a lot of like reducing inflammation, a lot of just trying to make sure that my body was just operating to the best of its abilities. I can manage your stress. Like you gotta, like, that was another thing that I had to do that a lot of people don't really realize is they think that they're going through life totally fine. I'm like, you know, when was the last time you took like a deep breath? <laughs> Um, but I did that for about three weeks and then it was like four months of still being pretty on top of things. Um, and then I finally got to like introduce other things back. And again, it took me a year before like my body, like, cause I could tell emotionally and mentally, like I was off, um, my mindset just, it never felt right. And it's, it's one of those really hard things to explain to people. Cause you're like, I just, I don't feel like me. I don't feel as happy. I don't feel as like there fully. Like there's so many moving parts and then you get to the root and you're like, oh, this is why. Okay. And you, you kind of just have to deal with it, which is the, the crappy thing. You're trying to like try things at the same time, but you're like knowing that you're not alone with it, I think helps a lot. Yeah. And if you're in a community, kind of like, sounds like your community, it can be helpful with other people who are going through the same thing that mm-hmm. you are where, oh, I'm not crazy. Cause a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, PCOS, it's getting diagnosed more, which is good or bad. Like some, it's a, sometimes Quick to it's diagnose. A, a little over diagnosed, but sometimes you feel like when you get a diagnosis with something like PCOS, where you have to do less, you have to slow down. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of feel like an outsider sometimes mm-hmm. compared to everyone else. Like if you have a, a bunch of gym buddies and they're going hard and you're like, 
I get to go at like a five out of 10. Yay. Yeah. I miss those hardcore leg days. <laughs> um, like I told you off camera, like my wife's before the wedding, it was oh, weight training yeah. four days a week, kickboxing three days a week. She's a nurse. And I, I think there are a few other things in there. It was like going hardcore and it's like, why couldn't the scale drop? And she had somebody, she had a professional bodybuilder helping her with her diet. Cause again, I refuse to coach my wife anymore and <laughs> just not good for a relationship. Um, so it was like, why are we, she lost maybe like five pounds total over like a six month period? Like what the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. Then it was like afterwards she got the diagnosis like, okay, this literally explains everything. Like, yeah. why is it like you can gain weight so easily? She also has hypothyroidism. Why can you oh, gain shit. weight so easily? And then why, <laughs> uh, why can't you lose the weight at all? PCOS plus hypothyroidism combined. Yeah. Lovely. This is fun. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting thing too, because I actually have a client who one of the hardest things we've been doing together is getting her okay with actually trying for herself. Because what happens is I feel like when you spend so long thinking that nothing works and thinking you're just doing all the wrong things and you're not seeing the progress you want, you ask yourself, like, what's the point? Yes. And it's so disheartening because, you know, as like a coach, like, well, if we do these things, it actually should help. And like, these are the things that we've been taught. Like we went through, I went through like a functional health, like course. And I'm like, okay, like we have an understanding of like what to do. And obviously I can't guarantee anything, but like, it's worth trying. And it's, it's with this client, we've been working specifically on just going on more walks. Like she actually gets like 1500 to 2000 steps a day, just because that's like her like busyness of work. And I, we're like working on trying to increase it. And it's been one of those things for like about a month or two. It was like, it, there was a disconnect somewhere. She was starting to eat more, which was awesome. Food and everything was in a way better place. And like her relationship with food was way better but there was still like a disconnect with movement. And we finally got on a call and I was like, Hey, like, so what's going on with like going to the gym or like going on walks? Like, what do you like? Is it not exciting to you? What can we do to make it something that we can get done? And she goes, well, I just don't see the point. And I was like, okay, like why? And I'm like, we can talk about it more. And she's like, well, no, I've just tried everything for almost like 10 years. And so I'm like, well, what's the point? And I'm like, I completely understand where you're coming from. And I, can't say that like, I've obviously been in that position, but I can say I've been in a point where it felt like I was doing all the right things and nothing was going the way that I wanted. And it, it hurt and it sucked and it, it made me not want to keep going, but also trying things this different way that you actually haven't tried yet. Like what's the worst that could happen? And she's like, you're right. And I'm like, yeah. Cause it's like, you've tried all these other things and obviously they haven't worked. So what if we tried something else? Yeah. And it's, it doesn't mean you have to give up on yourself. And again, like it's one of the hardest things in the world, which are like not give up on yourself when you keep getting faced with like everything, like not going the way you want. But again, like it's either you, you give up and you stop forever. Like the only way to guarantee that you will fail is if you stop trying. Mm -hmm. That's it. You can, it, you can't fail if you don't stop. Yeah. And I, I always say, um, it's kind of like it's clients who come in and they kind of have one foot out of the door oh, before like, they even started. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're like, close the door behind you and just go all in on this. Don't like, stop like looking at all this other stuff. 
stop listening to all these podcasts and bring it, just do the thing we said now. Cause also I think a lot of people will listen to stuff that's like higher level stuff that they're not at. They're at like yeah. the base. They're at level one and they're listening to things that are level five. Like, okay, that the stuff you listen to with like the ice baths and the red light therapy and all this other stuff, like there's a point to it. However, you're not even tracking your food and getting eight hours of sleep. Maybe we should start there and start getting walks before we talk about some like optimized lifting routine. Yeah. It's like, we need to, we need to master the basics yeah. first and then we can move up. Also, I was looking up this quote from National Treasure. It's actually from National Treasure. Ah. So <laughs> it's like always my favorite quote and I always butcher it. So I always need to make sure I get it right. Um, but it was like the whole, like, what is it? The Thomas Edison quote that he says, because he's mm. like, and it's the, I never fit. I never once failed at making a light bulb. I just found out 99 ways not to make one. Yep. And I'm like, that's all it's, it's it. All it took was one way to make it right. But you just had to find it. Yeah. And people are just so afraid of failing. I, I think this comes somewhat from like school because school is like, you either get the A or you get an F and at like yeah. in real life, it's like, you're going to mess up a bunch. Like you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. How many things have you done that are flopped? Like you put your yeah. blood, sweat and tears into something and it flops and you're like, well, that sucked. Most people give up. I, whereas it's more like, okay, like let's learn from that. Let's never do that again. I just had something like that. I'm like, well, I'm never doing that again. Uh, that was not worth the effort. So let's learn from that stash that in the corner to bring out next time I think of that idea can be like, oh yeah, we tried that. Let's not do that again. And we can actually find like other avenues of stuff that works. Same thing with yeah. weight and nutrition and fitness. You, I hear like lifting five days a week. Work. Yeah. I hear like lifting five days a week is optimal. Is it? Is that <laughs> for you? Like if you hate lifting, guess what? You're not going to stick with <laughs> something that you're going to do <laughs> five days a week. Um, yeah. There was a while where it was like some of the research was showing like full body workouts were like the optimal oh, thing. Gosh. I'm like, I hate full body. And I would tell yeah. people, I was like, yes, I understand. Like at that now it, the research is different, but it's like yeah. at the time it was like, like, I'm just not doing it because I put in like 70% of the effort versus like an upper lower split or a bodybuilding split. I put in a hundred percent effort. Yeah. And that's fun for me. Total body. <laughs> find what works for you that's all it comes yeah. down to and that's same same thing with the unconventional fitness stuff of mm -hmm. put a steel mason in someone's hand and they love it and that's what great maybe on paper it's less effective than another program but if that makes you consistent you're going to beat out that person with the optimal training and nutrition program who hates it from day one they're going to last maybe 30 days if that yeah probably less than 14 days versus you're going to do for the next year and a half yeah, or longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you also, so random note, um, okay. you moved from California to yeah. Texas. Mm -hmm. What made, what was the, what made you move to Texas? Cause I feel like a lot of people do that. It's just one of those things I'm like, okay, I gotta ask. It's funny because I feel like my reason's different than what a lot of people do. Cause I think a lot of people move because, well, financially, obviously it makes way more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just way more affordable here for one. Um, so that is part of the reason, but I actually really mostly moved for alpha land, which is surprising to a lot of people. It's basically this gym where a lot of like influencer people go 
And it's funny, I will never call myself an influencer. I want to make that abundantly clear. When I moved, I had like, and like, I hate using like follower numbers as like an example of anything. But like when I moved, I had like 20,000 followers or so. So it wasn't like I was, I definitely wouldn't have classified myself as an influencer and I still don't. Um, But when I moved, it was, it was mostly because I felt so alone in the fitness space. Um, And Mm. I wasn't really a huge fan of LA um, because I used to live there too. And I was like, this is a lot and I'm not meant for this environment, but so I wanted to move to meet more online coaches and to like meet more people who like wanted to build their businesses. And the irony is, which I should have expected. I feel like it's a lot of like influencers who want to be influencers and not necessarily a lot of people who want to be business owners and also people who really want to make the same kind of impact that I do. And there's nothing wrong, like whatever they want to do, as long as you're not hurting anyone, I don't really care. It's not my problem. What is it? Not my circus, not my monkeys. So I'm like, go for it. Um, So it was an interesting move. Um, I don't love the heat and it's humid as all get out here. And I miss California all the time. My family's in California. So I see myself potentially like moving in the future. I just don't know when, and I don't know where I wouldn't say necessarily back to California just because again, financially, Hey, yo it'll hit you. Yes. Yeah. But so I moved to make friends ironically didn't. And then we joined NCI and then I made a bunch of friends here. So (laughs) NCI is a good way of making a lot of friends. I'm like, pretty much everyone I talk to on a weekly basis is connected with NCI some way, somehow. I still need to meet more people in NCI for sure, but I've started to like make more friends in it and it's it's really exciting. And it's definitely like, that's the environment that I'm like, you know, I want to be around these people all the time. Yeah. Cause we're kind of going through all like the same things, the same mm-hmm. struggles versus an influencer is going to have different struggles than you. Like You're not, even though you do have a pretty good size following, they're looking at like, how do I get like a million followers? Yeah. Like, you're like, I could care less. I just want to help people. And they're like, no, how do I get like super famous? Yeah. And, you know, you can still have impact that way. It's just a different mm-hmm. impact and different route. But there's a disconnect with like the lifestyle and the ways to do it. I'm like, oh, okay. It's more like an indirect way. Whereas like you and I probably want like a direct impact in someone's life. Like I took yeah. this person from this point to this person in point and changed their life for good. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's what fuels me versus like, I guess the influencer would be like, no, like I'm impacting like a community and it's more like an indirect impact if that's their thing. Yeah. Still good, still important. I, I, I'm not an influencer, so I, <laughs> I don't get it. It's not my thing. I, nor do I ever want to be like a big influencer. I couldn't imagine like dealing with that what many life people. Is like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So that's why I moved. Cool. Well, where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram and on TikTok, and I believe on Twitter, all under the Alex Allen. Um sounds pretentious but it's not I just you know Alex was taken Alex Allen was taken so I went with the Alex Allen um and I made it way before anything else so <laughs> they can find me on Instagram uh we also have a Facebook group um and those are the main places you would find me awesome what's the uh the Facebook group's name you know we're changing it so that's why I was like it just looks mm. with Alex right now we just opened it up to like public and so now people can come into it okay Send yeah. me it out uh, if you're you're updating it, and then I'll put that in the show notes when this episode comes out. Okay, cool. Um, and then you have a uh, 
a podcast as well, correct? I do. I need to get back to it. And that's what both you and Chris have reminded me. Not Chris. Oh my gosh. Chase. Chase. Like I'm talking to Chris right now. Um, Technically there is Chris. Christmas. There is Chris and with then Chase. Just, that yeah. was a fun podcast because two Chris's. Chase was like, <laughs> I have to like differentiate you guys. Yeah. It's like, which one's which? Uh, but you and Chase have both re-sparked me getting back into podcasting. So uh, my podcast is Born to Thrive. Born to Thrive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that's going to be down in the show notes, guys. Make sure give Alex a follow. Check out her podcast. Send her a message to get back on her podcast. And <laughs> go check out her Facebook group as well. Thanks for having me. Thank you. This is great. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed today's episode with Alex. Make sure you go down to the show notes and check her out. Give her a follow. Also, while you're at that, make sure you go and leave a review for the show. Drop five stars. Also, write a review as that helps push the show out for more people to find it. Also, it's something that a lot of people will look at on like Apple Podcasts to see if the show is worth listening to. Also, a reminder that down below, you're going to find a few links. One, if you don't follow me on social media, my links are down there, but also the five-day fast fat loss course and the 12-week rucking guide will be down there as well. Those are free programs for you. The five-day fast fat loss course is me walking you through how I design programs exactly for clients. And the other one, the Rucking Guide, is a great tool for those of you trying to improve your cardiovascular health with limited time.